right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, we are here with episode number 14. Uh, we are going to be just at the start here. It's just going to be Armin and myself uh, for the segment. Uh, we got Zach in there. We did the segment recording a little bit beforehand, but Zach is off on holidays. So we got episode 14. We are doing the 306 fantasy football edition or version of The Price is Right. Uh, so we have the three of us together for that segment. But just for the uh, opening and closing of uh, this week's um, episode, it's just myself and Armin. So Armin, uh, what's going on here? And uh, maybe tell everybody a little bit what's keeping you busy lately. All right. Well, you know, it's been going pretty good. I uh, got out on a bit of a road trip with the wife and the son there. We took him on his first big road trip, saw some people that we hadn't seen in a while. Um, went from Swift to Lethbridge to High River and then back to Saskatoon and then up to PA. So in total, we put on almost 2000 kilometers. I'll really eat into our warranty on our car, but you know, it was, it was worth it. You know, got to see some people that we hadn't seen in like two years because of COVID and everybody we went to see was vaccinated. So we felt pretty comfortable taking our son there. And it was, it was awesome. Played disc golf at every single city we stopped in. Ended up losing a disc in Lethbridge, but you know, sometimes that happens, you know, just dumb bad luck running into some water. But now yeah, the way she goes sometimes. Yeah. It's uh man, it's been nice. I guess we got uh we released that episode well, we recorded a little bit early because I was on holidays. We've all kind of been doing our own little holiday swing here. But uh myself and the fiance we were in Waska Sioux for a little bit, same as we did a little disc golfing and a little bit of golf herself, gotta go to Elkridge, which was a nice little treat and golf there. Uh, and then came back and actually Armin and I, uh, we were in a golf tournament slash poker tournament Ooh. yesterday. So uh, we were in the middle of our Blitz Pro draft. Uh, and of course it gets drafted on the day that all three of us were busy. So Zach, uh, <laughs> Zach bit the bullet for us and he drafted uh, on his way to holidays with uh, him and his crew. Uh, and then while Armin and I were on the golf course swinging away and uh, we were treated with a nice little, nice little tournament or one of our buddies here in town, uh, Noble, he puts on a good tournament. So we play a round of golf and then we go back to his place, have a little potluck, uh, big dinner, and then we uh, play poker and you can win golf, you can win poker, you can win the whole tournament. And unfortunately we came up one stroke shy of the golf tournament. Uh, I think Armin's group finished maybe a stroke behind us or tied with us. I won yeah. CP, just both got a hole in one. I was pretty fired up about that. And and then we went back to the poker tournament. I won the poker tournament, won the whole tournament. So I was, uh, it was a pretty good little day for old Jordan Care. So I was pretty happy about that. But holidays are, holidays are coming to an end here soon. As we get closer to the end of August, we get closer to the fantasy football season. But we also uh, get closer to the end of summer for us teachers and back to work. So kind of enjoying these last few days or last week, last couple weeks, I guess, as much as we possibly can. So um. I guess I mentioned the Blitz Pro League, like I mean, we drafted that. I mean, we'll be able to put out a little bit of um, maybe a recap of the draft or what our team looks like. Uh, thank, thank goodness for Zach for stepping up to doing that for <laughs> us. Uh, and then before we get started here, one last little comment. Uh, we are going to be taking applications or accepting uh, offers, I guess, or in, uh, letters of interest for our charity league. Uh, we'll be announcing who's in that on Friday. We'll be announcing the draft dates, all that kind of good stuff. Um, coming up this upcoming Friday. So this will drop on Wednesday. It'll give everybody a couple extra days to kind of get in there if they want. Uh, and then we'll announce who all made the cut for our very first, uh, very first year of our 306 fantasy football charity league. So just make a little comment on that as well. Um, so I guess without any further ado, we'll get into our episode here. 
Uh, we'll start with insiders and headliners. Um, <laughs> we recorded, like I mentioned the last episode, we recorded early just because of holidays. And then uh, all of a sudden it seemed like we recorded and then just news was flying off the, off the radar. It was just going crazy. So we got a few things to talk about here. Uh, the first one, it was kind of the big one, I guess, uh, was the Aaron Rodgers saga has come. It's concluded. He reported to camp. They restructured his deal. Uh, it looks like this, he's going to play and play and trade. It looks like this upcoming year. So he'll play this year. And then concluding this uh, 2022 season, uh, it'll look like he will most likely be traded after that is the, the general structure of that contract, I guess. And then uh, one of the big contingencies was he wanted to bring one of his, uh, one of his buddies back, his veteran presence. He wanted uh, Randall Cobb back. So they traded with Randall Cobb uh, from Houston. Uh, so reuniting Cobb and uh, Rogers from what seems like the 2011, 2012 stint they had there together. But um, what do you figure here, Armin? I guess I'll ask you this question. Um, do you think, what's the likelihood, I guess, do you think Rogers does get traded? And if they win the Super Bowl, do you think he'll still ask to be, to be moved? Oh man, that's such a good question. Uh, <laughs> Rogers, uh, you know, I think, I think he'll be traded, you know? it'll be tough to to keep him around after all this, especially if that's the agreement they came to. I mean, they're probably hoping they can win the Super Bowl and that'll hopefully keep them there. But I, I just don't see it after everything that they went through there. And like they, they had to have jumped through hoops to get him back in for even this year. So, you know, he's probably like, you know, I, been with this organization for so long I don't want to leave him high and dry that's probably why I finally agreed to it and then be traded afterwards but you know it's it's tough uh, a couple other uh, news I guess for reporting wise Deshaun Watson reports to camp was like a safety in a couple drills then he quote-unquote got injured wasn't kind of around camp and now this morning they mentioned that uh, he has uh, been back from the injury and he's back in pads so Deshaun Watson has reported Obviously, there's still a lot up in the air of trade rumors and obviously the whole um, allegation situation. So whether we're actually going to see him play this year, we don't know, but he is back and he's at camp. Uh, another quarterback to talk about, Josh Allen signs a massive deal. Six-year, $258 million extension, locked himself in. Bills, you got your quarterback for the next well, six years. You got him yeah. locked in, so uh, big money there going to Josh Allen on the Bills. You know, I read somewhere, I think, that it was uh, Josh Allen's deal, his six-year deal, is more than Brady made in his first, like, 10 years or something like that. Just Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can keep on the quarterback train here. Carson Wentz, so this is another big piece of news. This one's uh, real unfortunate. I tried buying, buying him and hoping he's going <laughs> to get the bounce back. I should have known Carson Wentz and injury. They just two things that go together, but... Carson Wentz, and then about two days later, uh, star offensive guard, Quinton Nelson. They have the exact same foot injury with a timetable of about five to 12-week recovery. So they weren't sure if Wentz was going to do the surgery. He ends up doing the surgery. And the timetable, I mean, that's a huge timetable, five to 12 weeks. Like, that's a big differential. Obviously, five yeah. is on the quickest comeback. 12 is, like, kind of on the latter side. If I was a betting man, I'm going to bet on the further back because of his injury history that it might be – on the longer side than the other side but at this point we're what four or five weeks away from the season that means at the very best he's back week one week two and coming yeah. off of a foot injury right so 
Um, this is not ideal if you are an Indianapolis Colts fan. It's not ideal if you are an owner uh, or have shares of a lot of Indianapolis Colts players. I know there was guys, obviously, that were quite high on Michael Pittman, uh, the year two breakout. Um, I know there was guys that were quite high on, you know, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. He's still a round one pick, kind of backing into the round one maybe a little bit more. He was kind of going early around that one six, one seven range. Now he's kind of starting to drop a little bit into the back end of the first because of this injury. But I think this has got to be a little bit of unfortunate situation. Not that Carson Wentz is an all-star by any means, but he's definitely an uptick for that offense. And there's a lot of hype around that offense this offseason. But obviously now there's, um, I guess, some question marks, eh, Armand? Yeah, definitely a lot of question marks coming in. And um, you hope they don't rush him back too early, but uh... – well, the beginning of the season, before the season even starts, if he's coming back fast there, like that might tell you that they don't have confidence in whoever the backup is, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's Eason right now. Yeah, Jacob Eason. Oh, and then they yeah. signed uh, Huntley too. So, I mean, yeah. neither one of those are groundbreakers. I guess we can see what Eason has, but he's a real pocket presence too. Like he's not a, he's not an athletic type guy, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, I'd say uh, for – for in your your redrafts kind of i would avoid maybe uh the indianapolis players unless they're coming in at a very low draft position compared to their adp there but uh i'd kind of avoid them in and around their adp and then uh hope to maybe capitalize on a week start um and then trade for the mid-season before carson wentz comes back kind of in that uh week four area i would say i would be my guess is when would end up being the best time to target them because by then you'll see they're probably dropping in value by week four but their value will go back up when wentz comes back hopefully provided he's 100 percent healthy like for like for me we talked about this when we were getting our uh our draft board set up for the blitz pro league like Jonathan Taylor is a risky pick right now in the first round. He is one of the most, I would say one of the most risky picks you can get. Saquon Barkley's up there with his injuries and stuff right now. Like he's a risky pick Zeke in the tail end with, is he going to bounce back? Is he not going to bounce back? There's a little bit of risk, but Jonathan Taylor with just a busy backfield. Um, now with the injuries of the offensive line, went from one of the best offensive lines to now like injury riddled offensive line, losing your quarterback. Is he actually going to break out? Like people are anticipating JT is a pretty risky pick. Like, don't, like I love JT, especially Dynasty. I went bottom. Like, I think long term, he's he's huge, but it's risky. Like, you, it's. it's I'm not going to go to the point where it was like Clyde Edwards Alaire last year in the first round. Like, that was just red flags everywhere. <laughs> but like, it's it's a risky first round pick. And in our blitz league, somebody put their money where their mouth was. He went 102 in our league, which ended up getting us Cook at 103. And the boys are pretty fired up about that. Oh, yeah. But, but um, I, I personally, I'm going to be avoiding Jonathan Taylor unless I can maybe get him maybe in the second round. That's kind of think where like I feel comfortable. Not that I don't think he could produce enough, but it's just that in the first round, trying to avoid risk. So I'm going to try and put my put my money, like especially the first round pick, you're put your money where you think you can hit. And if you have full confidence in him that it's no matter what he's good, he's foolproof, then then. I guess the first round pick you can take them, but me personally, I think it's uh, I think it's a risky pick. Do you agree with that, Armin, or are you kind of more on the on the JT side? I would agree. Um, one more point I'd like to make about it too is like you got to remember that uh, Colts backfield is actually full of talent with uh, Mac, who 
last time we saw him play, put up a thousand yard season and, and Hines was busting on those, on those third yard plays all season long. So there's three good running backs in that offense. And like Taylor has not shown anything that, that proves that he is like head and shoulders or ahead of the rest that he deserves the, the full, like three down work horse back type of, uh, type of game. But, uh, and I think Taylor would probably excel more as that workhorse too. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think it's kind of, like you said, a risky pick until he has full control of that backfield. I don't think he's going to put up huge fantasy numbers. We, we just mentioned Saquon there. Uh, I guess a piece of news about him as well is he has come off the pup. He's ready to start doing some training here, but uh, there was reports that the timeline is up in question. They don't want to rush him back. So his week one start is kind of up in the air. They're looking at a timetable somewhere. They said between week one and week three. Um, so once again, if you want to avoid risk in the first round, Saquon is a risky pick. He's coming off the injury. Remember his ACL was kind of, uh, it wasn't a clean, it wasn't a clean injury. It was kind of messy. They had to wait a while. The surgery got pushed back. So even though it was injured in what was it, week three, Armin? Or, no, week one, maybe, I think it was, right? I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember what week he went down. Anyways, it was early in the season. So everybody thinks, okay, he went down. The surgery happened. Boom, he's got long-term recover. It wasn't the case. He didn't get a surgery for a while because it was so much inflammation and it wasn't a clean tear. So so he his, his startup is a little bit up in the air right now. So um, once again, if you want to avoid risk in the first round, those are types of guys that, Maybe you can pass on, you can find players that uh, are less risky, I guess. But uh, Zach and I both took Saquon in our, um, in our Scotty Fish League. Then I lose Acres, so my running back depth is not looking real sweet right now. But um, fingers crossed, Saquon comes back and can be the generational talent. He, he's proven that he, he can be if he can stay healthy. Yeah, that's the thing with him is like, it is a risky pick but it's more likely to pay off than Taylor, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, he comes back full go, full steam ahead, and he is a great value at what you're going to be able to get him at. So, like, I don't know. I'd be leaning to take him before, like, Zeke and Jones, maybe even Chubb. I'm, I'm a high guy on Chubb. I'm high on him. But, like, those are some of the guys that are going before him, and mm-hmm. – yeah, I'd definitely consider taking him before them. Um, that risk reward there would be be massive because he is he's not capped. If he's playing, he is not capped. Yeah, he's top three pick. Like if he's healthy and he's ready to go, he is in that contention. Probably probably CMC, then Dalvin Cook, then I would say probably Saquon or like Saquon Dalvin Cook are interchangeable if Saquon's healthy, right? So let's. If you're if you're willing to take the risk, if you have the cojones to do it, then okay. But when you have the potential to be missing three weeks, it's can be a little sketchy when you're when you're writing off your first round pick. As like I said to Zach, it's kind of like with Zeke a few years back when you knew you're gonna miss Zeke for what was it four weeks he was suspended for or something like that. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, well, still a round one pick. Like it's it's risky, but are you willing to take that that risk? You know. Yeah. Um, a couple other injuries here, and then we'll wrap up insiders and headliners. Uh, DJ Chark, uh, he broke his finger and he underwent surgery to repair that. So his timeline is kind of up in the air. Um, our last one here, the guy can't stay healthy. My goodness. He was elite, like elite, elite in 2019. And then hamstring injuries lost him for the entire 2020, 2020 season, 2021 season. Now, once again, 
going into the 21-2022 season. Kenny Galladay, hamstring injury once again. And the timetable is expected to be two or three weeks, but hamstring injuries are not awesome, especially when you're dealing with them in, in camp and they're going to be there's a high percentage chance to be lingering around the whole season, and especially coming from a guy that's battled hamstring already. Kenny Galladay, especially at his ADP, is looking pretty risky, Armand. And I know you as a guy that has him in Dynasty. I want to hear what your thoughts here now are on Kenny G. Uh, frick. He's he's elite when he plays, though. Like, even last year with that nagging hamstring injury, kind of like Julio, right? When they actually got into the game and played, they still showed up and put up points, right? Yeah. And, and played really well. So you know it's there. You know he can do it still. Like, he hasn't lost it. He hasn't lost his hands. He's a big body. Um, he wins contested catches, right? So if he can't make that separation quite as well as he could before, he can still be very effective. But the problem is, is yeah, he, I don't want him to be like Julio last year, himself last year, where it's like, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? So, like, holy, um, he's got to get into that training room and, and talk to the physios and be like, look, like, let's figure out some way to strengthen my hamstrings here and really focus on strengthening them so that so it doesn't become a chronic problem because two years in a row it's starting to look like a chronic problem for him and well and and the problem there's a lot of question marks with him to begin with too like going from Matthew Stafford to Daniel Jones is a pretty drastic change and this is kind of a we talked about before there's a put up shut up year for Daniel Jones so there's a lot of question marks for for uh for Kenny G to begin with and now with another injury coming in the season like at his ADP I think he's almost undraftable like that's a lot of risk in that third fourth round or I guess we'd be fourth fifth ish round ADP but um that's I would like to see him get healthy and I well now you made my trade offer is looking pretty juicy there that we had <laughs> dialed up there almost should yeah. smash smash accepting that now but hindsight's 2020 so I'm kind of happy I didn't make that deal now but yeah um well, well the I, thing is jordan is you, you always want the two guys i love on my team exactly i've been trying to get kenny gaudy off you for how long it just hasn't worked out yet <laughs> yeah him and chubb him and chubb yeah. i love go. those guys uh they're, should we get to some dear to my heart should we get some key trade cut going here or what yeah let's go let's get it going. so this uh this episode is really focused on adp especially as we get into our off-season segment of the price is right um so this keep trade cut edition for armin is uh, ADP receivers that are right around that late fifth, early sixth round. So especially if you are looking at uh, drafting running back heavy to start your draft, these are maybe guys you'll be targeting kind of in that late fifth, early sixth round. Uh, So we got Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, and DJ Moore. So late fifth, early sixth ADP receivers, Armin, Keep Trade Cut, Cup, Lockett, and Moore. All right. I'm going to start with my cut this week. I am going to cut Cooper cup. Um, I know he has Matthew Stafford now, um, but there's also woods. There's also uh, Higby. He's proven to be a decent tight end. Right. Um, And then I just, I think that, uh, that the other two are just better than him and, and have a bigger track record of putting up big numbers in in the season so um i'm trading cooper cup and then i think i am trade or i'm cutting cooper cup i mean 
trading DJ Moore, I think I'll get the highest value for him in his age 24 season here. Um, he's put up two seasons of a thousand yards in a row here. And then his rookie season was pretty respectable at almost 800 yards. So he's put up some good numbers throughout the years and he's still pretty young. So I think I can get some pretty good value for him. And then I'm keeping Tyler Lockett because I think he has um, the most consistent um, playing out of all of them. Um, nothing's changed too much in his offense. Whereas DJ Moore coming in with a new QB, you don't know if he's going to be the number one guy anymore. Terrace Marshall got drafted, so he might take over as the number one, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's some up in the air there. Whereas Tyler Lockett, you know where he sits. He's still, yeah, he's the number two guy behind DJ or DK there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, even with DK there, the last two seasons have still been his best two seasons with DK, right? So it kind of, opens up the top people are are keen in on DK and it leaves him wide open for some big games and and he seems to be a touchdown machine if Russ targets him in the end zone um, I saw a stat that Lockett has not dropped a red zone target last year once no red zone targets got dropped so if he was in the red zone he is money I think the year before that too they had a hundred percent passer rating right or is that two years ago I can't like they, they caught yeah. every single pass that was thrown to him that entire season, which is like, you're never going to do that again, but still like, obviously there's a solid connection between him and Russ. So oh, yeah. I'm well, in perfect, I'm in perfect agreement with you here, Armin. I think you nailed this one. I, I totally agree. The hype on DJ Mark, like I sold him this off season. The, the problem with him is he just doesn't get touchdowns. Like if you got yeah. touchdowns, he could be elite. And that's when he needs to make that jump. And I think there's a lot of buzz that guys are thinking, okay, this could be the year. Yeah. And um, he just doesn't break through. They're, they're hard. They're hard. Touchdowns are hard to predict, you know, like especially yeah. for receivers. Um, so I think I'm going to agree with you. Cut cup. I like Lockett. We're both, we both talked about how we both like Lockett because he has those boom games and he, some games are just, you're going to catch the floor and that's just the type type of guy he is. But I think, I think I agree with you totally here, Armin. Lockett's the kind of guy in redraft where you can ignore your wide receiver position, pick him up late and he'll be putting up top 10 wide receiver numbers for you. And you picked him up at like when everyone else is picking up their wide receiver too, I've right? I've seen Lockett go in the seventh round. Yeah. Like if you can, right. like if Lockett in the seventh, that's an auto smash. Like it's yeah. <laughs> like unreal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, well, especially if he's like what your receiver, he could be receiver two, almost receiver three at that point. Like if yeah. Lockett's your receiver three, that's, you did pretty damn good in your drafts. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, good one. I think that's I think it's the first time we've agreed on keep trade cut Armand. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, eh? We just needed to get rid of Zach. We could have figured Jeez. this one out together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you figure we should uh should we start up some uh prices right here? Yeah, let's get her done. I'll uh rip her up. Let's uh let's start it over there. All right, here we go. We're gonna start up our off-season segment of the 306 fantasy football edition of the prices right. Here we go. Don't lose, Jordan. Yeah, I gotta I gotta win here. Like I'm oh what own three. It's not a good luck, I'll tell you that for free. All right. So this uh this episode segment here is uh is gonna be brought to us by Armin Schellenberg. He was generous enough to uh to set this up for us and and he is going to be introducing the 306 fantasy football version or edition, I guess, of the prices right. So without further ado, thanks again for doing this, Armin, and maybe uh, tell everybody what, uh, what they'll be expecting in this segment. 
All right, everyone. Welcome to the the Price is Right 306 FFB Fantasy Edition. So what we're going to do here is Zach and Jordan are playing head-to-head. Okay, we're going to have a game for each positional group. That's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And each game, if they are the winner, they get a point. So it ends up becoming a best of five because if after all four position groups are done, they are tied at two games apiece, we do an extra game where we combine all the position groups together and do ADP rather than their rankings within their position group. Um, So as we get to each game here, I will explain how the game works. And then we'll go ahead with Jordan and uh, Zach going head to head there. Uh, Jordan and Zach, do you have any questions before we begin? Clear as mud. Let's get it going. Uh, I'm just going to go on record and saying that uh, if I do lose, I refuse to do the McDonald's challenge again. (laughs) (laughs) Putting on the COVID-19 pounds there in 14 seconds at uh, McDonald's. That was real sweet. Well, let's uh, let's hope you can uh, finally put a W in that column there, uh, there, Jordan. So yeah, let's uh, let's get her going. Let's roll. All right. So the first game here is classic, and this is based on the quarterback rankings. So for each of you guys, I am going to give you seven total quarterbacks, and you are going to try and do your best to guess where they rank amongst the quarterbacks without going over top. If you go over, meaning if you pick them higher than normal, then you will lose and you won't get a point. But if you get below and you're the closest, you get a point. Um, So that being, let's for example, say we say our first quarterback is Josh Allen and Jordan says um, one QB number one. And Zach says QB number four. And then it turns out that Josh Allen is ranked at QB number two. Then Jordan would be wrong because he went too high, right? In, in rankings, he ranked him too high and Zach would get the point. Any questions here? Standard price is right rules. You got to a low ball here. Yeah, I <laughs> thought we'd start with the easy one. All right. First quarterback, Kyler Murray. What do you guys think he is ranked at? All right. Show me your numbers here, boys. Zach, what do you five. got there? I said five. Hey, Jordan. I said six. I'm going prices right rules. I didn't want to try and guess too high. I went six. <laughs> All right. He is QB number three in tier number one. Yeah. All right. Second QB, Ryan Tannehill. Both locked in. Yep, you bet. Show me the numbers. Zach, what do you put? I said 10th. And Jordan? I put QB 11. Okay, let's see here. He is QB number nine. So that's a second point to Zach in tier number three. So Jordan, you're going to have to start making a bit of a comeback here. All right. Do you guys think that's high or low? That's right where I have him. Yeah, that's, I think, actually, you have him as number nine. So perfect. All right. QB number three is Trevor Lawrence. Not spicy. (laughs) All right, Jordan, you go first this time. Yeah, I got uh, QB 16. Oh, get out of town. Zach, QB 16. All right, let's see. Q 
QB 15, tier number three. See, that's why I, I had that first, and I'm like, no, I'm making turning into a six. Oh, I should have left it at 15. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's a tie. So we could tie in this game by itself. So on the seventh, if it's optional for a tie here, you have to guess what tier they're in as well. Okay. Okay. Um, QB number four, Dak Prescott. Jordan, what'd you put? I have him as QB four. QB four. Zach, what do you have him at? I'm a little bit lower. I have him as QB seven. QB seven. All right. Dak Prescott is currently QB oh. number five. Price is right rules, Jordan, you idiot. Yeah, price is right rules. So Zach is up three to nil. And then there's one tie. All right. So Jordan, you got to start mounting a big comeback here. Um, next one qb number five here jalen hurts another spicy one for you boys jordan what do you pick i have as qb8 qb8 zach what did you put a little bit lower i think qb12 qb12 all right jordan has an opportunity here let's see if he can do it qb11 what jordan sleeping on jalen hurts that is just (laughs) not what you want so you you clearly disagree with that uh, Q, QB ranking of eleven for Hertz, Jordan? Yeah, I do. I uh, I'm a Hertz guy. Uh, obviously, uh, rushing platforms are what you want. Uh, obviously, if he does get traded, like the rumors are, and he ends up in Houston, maybe he's going to dip a little bit. But I man, that rushing platform is not QB eleven. I uh, I don't like that. All right, so Zach gets uh gets the sweep here with uh with the QB rankings. But uh, we'll go over the last few for you guys here. Number six, Derek Carr. Just out, off the top of your head, what do you guys think he'll be? 18. Yeah, 17, 18. All right. People are sleeping on Carr as well. He is QB 22 in tier number four. I, I put this one here because I thought he was really low, and I thought it might, uh, might hurt you guys a little bit, and clearly I would have been right there. All right, Justin Herbert. Where do you guys think he's sitting at? Yeah, well, I'm a Herbert guy. I would have him probably QB. I don't know, QB eight. I'm saying, I'm saying the people are all over him. I'm saying he's gonna be QB seven. All right, let's see here. He's QB eight, so you guys are bang on with that one. Um, agree with the people there. It's he should be good this year, but uh, he's not quite that uh, top tier as you can see. He's in tier two this year. All right. Now we're moving on to more or less. And this one is all about the RB. So this is RB rankings. Okay. So both of you guys, you're going to get a different list of running backs. Okay. And you have to say whether the, the ranking I gave them is actually hot, too high or too low. Okay. And if you get it right, you get a point. Okay. So all you have to do is guess more or less you don't have to give me a number or anything um after each rb you can just give me a quick like you agree with that or you disagree with that um and maybe just one word why you disagree if you do disagree with where he's sitting all right how many how many are there armand there are five running backs for this so five each for you guys okay let's let's have at it all right so zach you got the first one here Derek Henry. 
at the fifth running back off the board. Do you think that is too high or too low? Uh, the verbiage here is confusing. I think he is, he's between one and four, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So that is too low. We should be buying him a bit higher than that. All right. Yeah. Let's see where he's sitting. He is the third RB tier one. So Zach gets one correct here. All right. Jordan, Alvin Kamara at five as well. Do you think he's like Derrick Henry? He should be drafted sooner than the fifth RB off the board or later? Yeah, I think he's right in that one through five territory. All right. Number four off the board for the RBs at tier one. So Jordan and Zach tied here one apiece. Okay. I guess we should have titled this one sooner or later for drafting purposes. Oh, I like All that. Right. Nick Chubb at 10, Zach. Sooner I, or later? I can't push, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. This is the guy you got. This is Chubb. You're sitting at Chubb at 10. Is that right? But like him? Chubb can't be number 10. It has to be one or the other, right? Yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, crap. Uh, I would take him after the 10. After the 10th RB? Yeah. All right. Chubb is at eight in the rankings and tier number two zach you're sleeping on chubb a little bit why uh kareem hunt that's why <laughs> all right so jordan your your turn to kind of make an impact here pull ahead of zach mixon at 10 so that's the 10th rb yeah yeah i'll take that before you'll take before all right let's see where mixon's sitting he's sitting at 12 so both you guys, why do you disagree with Mixon at 12 then there, Jordan? I just think the people are high on Mixon. I personally have them uh, below an RB1, but uh, I just thought the people are higher on Mixon than, than they are. All right. Yeah, and you can see Mixon's in tier three of the RBs. So he, he is a little low. He's been having some injury history, but who knows? He does have that athletic potential and a better, hopefully, QB helping him out this year. So, all right. Tied one apiece here. Taylor at seven. That's Jonathan Taylor, Zach. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Oh, man. So I got Kamara and Henry before Taylor. So that leaves me with, oh, shoot. Um, I am going to say Taylor is going to go off the board before number seven. Okay. So Taylor should be in that one to six range here. He yeah. is currently rb9 or the ninth rb and tier oh. three he is just a little bit below chubb there yeah it's a tough one you know um i think a lot of people are thinking about heinz and uh and uh, mac in this offense here um zach why would you disagree why do you think taylor's better than that uh i think with carson wentz being out for a indefinite amount of time they're they're going to lean on the running game. Good. Good analysis there, Zach. All right, Jordan, you got another chance to take the lead here. Oh, Gibson at 14. Yeah, this isn't good because I have him right at that 13 spot, but I think I might be <laughs> higher than the people. I'm going to take him before RB14. All right, let's see. Where is he at? 
He's at 11. Let's Jordan go. Let's lead. go. <laughs> so it's two to one for Jordan. All right, Zach, let's see if you can tie it up here. Chris Carson at number 15. We've talked a lot about him on the podcast. Oh, man, you're giving me all the hard ones here. Um, well, because you knew I was going to get dusted in the first one. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shoot. I'm going to say Carson's going to go after 15. You are correct. He's going at 16. Tier number four. He's being slept on a ton. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I'm gladly taking Carson at 16 this year for sure. All right, Jordan, see if you can extend this lead here. You got Jacobs at 16. We Say just push. talked about this before, Zach. We literally just talked about <laughs> yeah. this. Say push. Yeah, I'm going to – Rick. I'm going to take after 16. Okay. After 16. Jacobs is 20th off the board for the RBs in tier number four. So Zach and I are a little bit high on him then. Yeah. yeah what do we have him at, Zach? Um, 17, 18 we had him at? 16, 17, 18? Yeah. yeah. Right around there. Yeah. You know, I would agree with you guys. Like Kenyon Drake didn't do much in Arizona last year. He hasn't really ever like been a consistent RB. I think Jacobs is still the guy in Las Vegas, you know? All right, Zach, Kareem Hunt at 23. The reason you got Chubb ranked so low. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, shoot. that's a push. Yeah. Um, you get this run wrong, Jer Jordan wins for sure. <laughs> I'm going to say Hunt is going after 23. All right, let's see. 24. It's <laughs> a tight one, right? <laughs> Tier number four. Oh, just by uh, a fart. Yeah. You know, I I disagree with that one a little bit. I think Hunt can finish in that top 15 again like he did last year. Um, that offense relies so much on the run game and passing to, to Hunt as well. And they don't really like to pass to the wideout. So I'd rather have um, Hunt than like their third wide receiver on that team or their tight end. But that's just me. I, You know. Let's uh let's move on. Jordan, do you think you can win it right here? Let's see. Henderson at 22. His ADP, his rankings are probably just spiking right now because of that Acres injury. Now, do you think people are buying him higher than RB22? Oh man, we just talked about him too, Zach, on our own personal rankings. We have him after that, but what do the people think? It's going to be stupid, like 21 four, or 23 like this. Three. I'll take him after. I'm taking him after. I'm going with my own rankings. All right. 21. <laughs> People are buying him up right now. So it's tied right now. Oh. Um, let's just uh, go with one other. Um, let's see if I can remember him off the top of my head. Let's go with uh, David CMC. Montgomery. Okay. So to break this tie... Instead of more or less, we're going to go prices right rules again here. So get ready to write it on your paper. David Montgomery, where is he being dra drafted in the RB rankings? Or where is he ranked RB-wise? All right, Zach, what did you put Montgomery at? I said Monty was number 15. 15. And Jordan? Uh, I said RB-19. 
Montgomery is RB18. So Jordan takes it due to prices right rule. Zach went over. So we're tied at one game apiece here. Moving on to our next game. This is oh, RBC. Pressure was on there. You got to get within three. Okay. So we got five wide receivers for each of you here. And we're going to go with one of you guys does all five of yours. And then the other guy does his five. And we'll see who has the most points at the end here. Who got the most right. So you got to get within three of their rankings here. Um, who wants to go first between the two of you, Zach and or Jordan? You said there's five, Armand? Yeah, there's five. I can go. All right. So Zach's going to do all five of his first. So number one, Stefan Diggs. Number two, C.D. Lamb. Number three, Chase Claypool. Number four, Tyler Lockett. And number five, Robert Woods. So Zach. Where do you think Stefan Diggs is ranked amongst the wide receivers? Say wide receiver five. Wide receiver five. Let's see if he's within three. He is wide receiver three in tier number one. So, Zach, you got Stefan Diggs correct. That's one point. Let's see if you can get your second point here. I'm going to say All right. oh, uh, C.D. Lamb is... 18. 18. All right. He is wide receiver 12 right now. Ooh. Tier three. So you got that incorrect. You're sitting at one right now. All right. Chase Claypool. Where do you have him? I'm going to say Claypool is uh, uh, 33. 33. All right. Claypool is at 29. Oh. Just missed it. Just missed it. Tier number five. All right. Tyler Lockett. Where is he sitting right now? Oh, this is like that uh, that sweet spot in rounds five through seven in your redrafts where you're just getting good value. Yeah, lock, lock in the seven. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Tyler my man from Seattle. Remember, is, this is rankings, not ADP, right? Yeah. He is going to be... Oh, oh. shit. No. Uh, where were you putting him? Uh, at 20. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was going to be off. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say 30. Okay. So, yeah, you would have had it wrong. Sorry there, boys. Um, well, for Robert Woods, I guess you'll just uh, you'll take a dash. I don't know. That's my bad. We'll see if Jordan can get more than uh, more than two or two. Yeah, more than two. If he can get three here. If he can't. Because actually you then... got one, right? Yeah, I got the first one. Yeah, I got yeah. digs. So we can watch. We can watch five off the board. I just want to do my fifth one. All right. Sounds good. Sorry about that, everyone, about a little bit of technical difficulties. For those of you listening instead of watching, I accidentally clicked the buttons to reveal Tyler Lockett and Robert Woods at the same time there. <laughs> a little so bit of premature clicking. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go to our within three wide receiver rankings for Jordan here. First guy is Devontae Adams. Number two will be Deontay Johnson. 
Your third will be Jamar Chase. Your fourth, Justin Jefferson. And your fifth, OBJ. Okay, right. Devontae Adams, I'm going to just play it safe. I'm going to say wide receiver two. He is wide receiver number one still. I think he took that place back once Rodgers came back there. So, all right, Deontay Johnson. I am going to say wide receiver 22. 22. All right, it's locked in. You Let's are go. bang on. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. number four. And I believe that is what did we have? Uh, Claypool at 20, I think. Uh, 20, 20. That's what I was thinking was he was right around Claypool because I know they're getting drafted bang, bang in a row. So, yeah, it's hard to tell with that Steelers offense right now who's going to be the number one guy there. So that's why I wanted to throw at least two of them in here for you guys. All right, Jamar Chase, where do you think he's at? I'm going to say like uh, 18. 18. Going high on Jamar Chase is everyone else. 25. You're wrong I thought he'd be there. Sorry, De- man. Before Deontay, maybe, but no, wrong. No. All right. Justin Jefferson. I'm going to say he is seven. Seven. Eight. So you got three out of four. Jordan takes game number three. And I'll say away OB- from Zach and takes the lead now. I'll say OBJ is 33. 33? 27. Yeah. OBJ is is a lot lower than he ever was in his career. Um, he is coming off a big injury though, so uh that kind of explains it. And that Browns offense is all about the run instead of the passing. So, but you know, OBJ, when he comes back, he'll probably be the wide receiver one there and hopefully he can find some of his former glory. All right. Next game here order. So you guys are going to be given five tight ends and you got to put them in their order. Okay. So, um, we'll do it the same way as the last one here. Who wants to go first? I can cause I won that one. All right. Jordan going here. If he wins this game, he clinches the price is right cup and if zach wins he pushes it to the tiebreaker all right your tight ends are travis kelsey irv smith jr janu smith kyle pitts and mark andrews Hmm. all right i'm locked all right tell us your order here jordan i have i guess you can't really see my paper here but i got number one travis kelsey I put Andrews ahead of Pitts. I think that might be my mistake. I personally have Andrews ahead of Pitts, but the, the consensus, everybody's so high on Pitts. So I went with my gut. I have Pitts three, Joni Smith four, and Herb Smith five. Okay. It goes Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Smith Jr., and Janu Smith. Shit. So you got three out of the five. I guess one mistake makes it three out of five easily, but yeah, uh, yeah you are just off on those last two there um people are high on nerve hey people are high on people are high on nerve but you know i've noticed that um irv and janu are actually down a little bit i think from earlier in the off season so that's kind of interesting to see but pitts has definitely been climbing up there there's been good things coming out of the camp saying that uh he's looking good and he's been playing all over the place so i should have said i'm gonna go smith four smith five and i could have just had it locked (laughs) (laughs) code (laughs) 
All right, let's see if Zach can uh, can take it away here. He has to get them all right, essentially, to beat Jordan. Otherwise, it's a tie for this game, and we'll have to break it with tight end prices right rules. All right, Zach, your tight ends are Darren Waller, Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, and TJ Hawkinson. All righty. We'll see. All right, I'm good to go. All right. Name them out for us here, Zach. All righty. So I'm a, I'm a believer here. So I got Waller at number one, uh, Kittle at two, Hawkinson at three, uh, Dallas Goddard at four, and Noah Fant at five. All right. It goes Waller, Kittle, Hawkinson, really? Fant, Goddard. Fant in front of Goddard. Really? Yeah. I've been screwed again by the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, they like to do that to people, eh? Um, so if I'm correct here, that you got three as well, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so we'll have to pick a tight end here out of uh, out of the hat. I am gonna go with the guy that both of you guys are in love with right now, Adam Troutman. Where is he in the tight end rankings? Well, I have what I want to write down, and I have what I probably should write down. All right, Jordan, where do you have Adam Troutman? I put, just to be safe, tight end 21. 21. All right, Zach, where did you put him? I might have my, uh, my fan pants on. I said 15. I was going to say 16. That's what I wanted to say, but I went safe. All right. Right now, Troutman is sitting at tight end 18 off the board. So Jordan wins. Zach has lost prices, right? Mark it on the calendar, baby. W number one. (laughs) Let's go. Started out bad for Jordan. He almost got completely swept in the first game and then comes back to win it all let's go all right here we go armin which one do you want it to be oh i hope zach gets the oh him having to wear something other than uh patriots like we're both big fans of our team but zach is like patriots everything his dog even wears a patriots collar (laughs) so i want to see uh see your dog wearing like a lion's collar here zach let's go oh yeah okay i changed my mind i wanted that one instead of the slurpee chug i changed my mind all right here we go let's spin this bad boy 306 wager wheel here we go yes (laughs) let's go mcdonald's seven hour challenge oh yeah do it too Oh, you love to uh, see it. You love to I see am it. <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> All right, Armin, big thanks for doing that. Obviously, I think I'm more excited about seeing Zach sit in McDonald's <laughs> for a while than I am actually catching the W here. But a little, actually, a little side story. I had, I had about three or four people message me on our socials after that. And like, they're like, oh man, did he actually puke? Like, how are you feeling? A couple guys messaged me the day after, like, man, how are you feeling today? I was like, bad. That's how I felt. I felt bad. <laughs> Went to Waska Sioux the day after too, and it was not fun sitting in that hot camper with Just, seven cheeseburgers in my gut. Yeah, sweating that grease out, I bet. Oh eh? man, it it took a day to uh, recuperate, but Zach, <laughs> you gotta feel the pain. 
What's your strategy going in, Zach? What are you going to do? Are you going to sit there uh, longer and eat less burgers or eat more burgers and sit there less? I hope they got free Wi-Fi. Let's go sit there. (laughs) They do. I uh, I watched the Blue Jays game as I was dumbing burgers. (laughs) Sick. I'll probably get like reported for just like sitting there for, for so long. And it's so you, you can't there. you can't sit in the ball pit for seven hours, sir. <laughs> yeah, sir. Why are you on your phone in the ball pit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're 26. Go there, NFL you gotta get out of here. Weekend, watch the Pats play while he eats like two cheeseburgers. There you go. And it's <laughs> yeah. all dollar drink days and free refills. So it's not oh, that bad. Beauty. Yeah, hey McDonald's. If you haven't heard us yet, here, come on, get on the sponsorship train. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag not a sponsor. Okay, so thank big thank you to Armin there for putting that uh, prices right together, and I'm pretty pumped. I finally caught my first W, so I'm not shut out anymore. Got skunked on the old podcast, which feels pretty good, uh, and I truly cannot wait to watch Zach dummy seven cheeseburgers or stay at McDonald's for seven hours. Like, what? I have to go sit there and watch with him. You know, when he said he's he's gonna sit there with his phone, right? Bring his charger and. I said few burgers in like a few hours, but I, I could see Zach just going there, getting a nice coffee and chilling for seven hours, yep. keep getting dollar drinks because he's not a big eater. Right. So no. he's, he's going to put in the time more than uh, eating the burgers. I think, I think the play is five burgers in two hours. I think yeah. that might, we're like, okay, like five burgers, is a lot of food, but in two hours, like it's yeah. not bad. Totally chip away at it. But, yeah. To my mindset when I went into that was like, I don't want to spend a lot of time here. I want to get this over with quick, but that walk home, like I walked to McDonald's not far from my house. Cause my, my truck was hooked up for the camper. So we were getting ready for it. So I wasn't going to unhook my truck just to go to McDonald's. So I walked there that walk home might've been the most uncomfortable thing I've done in a long time. Like that was a slow <laughs> slaunter. Oh man, it was awful. So I don't recommend the seven in one hour. That was uh, stupid, but. At least you got to burn off a few of those calories you got. Yeah. Oh, like that, that might've been the worst part. If I would have drove home, I mean, would have felt better, but oh man, it was slaunter home, clean the camper, get it ready to go. It sucked. But uh, what do you figure? Should we get some hot takes going here? What? Yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, ice cold hot takes. We can, you can go first your arm and let's hear yours for this week. Okay. Well, I am talking about Jameis Winston this week. You know, that New Orleans team, everybody's like, who's going to be QB1? Is it going to be Taysom Hill or um, Jameis Winston? He got his eyes fixed, guys. <laughs> and as funny as that is, it's kind of not a joke, right? Like, you think about it, like, he should be more accurate now. He should be. He should not be throwing those interceptions as much anymore. He should be able to see the coverage better. And then you add in the fact that like they brought him in to learn behind breeze. So people say, you know, like, Oh, Taysom Hill got the reins last year. When, when breeze went down, they didn't give it to Winston. I don't care. He was there to learn from breeze. He wasn't there to be the backup. He was there to be the heir. He was there to learn from breeze. They didn't want to put him in until he had picked Breeze's brain and learned that offense fully, right? Taysom Hill knew that offense fully, so he could at least run it. Um, so now I expect to see Winston become the QB1 in New Orleans. And I think he will be a steal of a deal. Right now, he's listed at QB31, which if I look at ADP, 
He is going way down there. Uh, let's see. Overall, he is down to in the hundreds here. I have to scroll through. Like, I should have had He's undrafted, I would imagine. Yeah. So, you know, you pick up Jameis Winston near the end of your draft after everyone has picked their QBs. You load it up on everything else, and you could end up with a top 10 QB as a steal of a deal, I think. I'm looking at some of those guys in, in the top 10 range there. Um, so, like, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, those are the top tier. There's no question about that. I'm not out here slinging that Jameis Winston's going to beat out those guys, okay? Um, then you got Dak Prescott, Wilson, Rodgers, and Herbert. I think he could push into those guys' range, okay? And that's our top eight there. And then nine and ten is Tannehill and Brady. And you look at points from last year, fantasy points from last year, and – they are, they were eight and seven and eight last year. Okay. So I think Brady is going to take a step down in year two in Tampa, not because he's playing not as well and that Tampa's not going to be as good. I think Tampa's still going to be a stud of a team, but Brady is not going to have to throw as much this year because that defense is still just as strong. They're just going to be more gelled with each other than last year especially on offense of year two for Brady so they're not going to be in shootouts he's not going to be trying to sling the ball downfield ever he's just going to be handing the ball off a lot in the second half that's why I think Brady is going to go down in in his points this year and then Tannehill um he could bump up but I I still think Winston could could beat him out there so I think I think it's definitely a uh, consideration here that Winston is a top 10. I, I highly believe it could happen. Um, and that he is going to be the heir in New Orleans there. And if you look at his stats from when he was a starter in Tampa, like he put up two 4,000 yard seasons, uh, 3,500 yard season, a 5,000 yard season, right? So it's not like he can't do it. We know he can do it. It's just a matter of can he protect the ball? And I think, and a lot of people have eaten crow on this in the past, but I think he can do it finally. I think he's going to protect the ball finally and be a starting QB that's worth having in fantasy. I, uh, oh man, I, I lean I was, was hoping it was going to be Jameis. I lean towards the Taysom side now, but I guess that's what makes this hot, right? Like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're the uh, contrarian. You're the one that's uh, on the other side of the other side. of the yeah. field. So I you know what I see with, with Taysom is, is he's a gadget guy that is probably more valuable for their offense moving around the offense yeah. rather than just being a starting QB. I, uh, I, I honestly, well, I think with the MT news, like it's tough. I, I was hoping it was going to be Jameis because he's going to air the ball a little bit more and it's going to make yeah. his move a little bit more. Obviously, like you mentioned, the, those couple of years in Tampa, he was he threw 30 picks, but he was still putting elite numbers up. What he finishes like the QB3 or something that year while throwing 30 yeah. picks? Like it was stupid. Something like that. But, well, uh, that was the year, like he put up 5,109 yards and 33 touchdowns but then 30 picks as <laughs> <laughs> if, if your settings are the six and one or whatever, six and minus one, you was elite. Yeah. Like we, we had to make the Jameis rule in our one league in our, in our yeah. work league the year following. So 
Um, all right, my hot take here. I think I'm gonna catch some catch some. Uh, I guess some maybe some uh, hot takes back at me, or maybe some hot uh, some hot. Uh, I guess um, criticism, but uh, I am fading Justin Jefferson this year. No. And, yeah, and uh, not because I don't think he's talented. Um, in Dynasty, obviously, like I want him everywhere. He's a, he's a young, like was he 22 years old? Like he's he's very yeah. good. But um, everything, in my opinion, and based on statistics, everything has to go right again for him to be able to put up those numbers again. Like that was so, – so you will appreciate this more than anybody as a Vikings guy. Your guys' defense was garbage last year, which is so not Vikings, right? Yeah, Vikings that's – defense is always them. elite. And if I ask you right now, where does that offense go through? Who's the player that offense runs through? Cousins. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, the quarterback that everybody hates. They're giving the ball to Dalvin Cook. Like, you know what I mean? If that all, if that team could script right now that they're going to have three turnovers a game and then they're just going to give the rock to Dalvin Cook and burn the clock, that is Vikings football. Yeah. Like, you're yeah, not putting, you're not going to put your your team in the hands of Kirk Cousins and say find Justin Jefferson for 20 targets a game. Like it just it's not that's not how that team's going to operate. So, if you look at the outlier numbers, Kirk Cousins hasn't aired the ball out like that ever. That's the most times he puts the ball in the air. That's the most air yardage. That's the most receiving yards that that team's put up in a long time. So they'd have to have a, a terrible defense and they'd have to be in shootouts again to even have Justin Jefferson put those numbers up. Okay. Is he capable of it? Absolutely. Is he very good? I think so. But at the current draft price, there's much other guys that I would rather go after than Justin Jefferson. Okay. If a Justin Jefferson currently is going around the 2.8 area, that's his current ADP. Okay. So my hot take is that if I was going to pick a sophomore receiver to take this year, I'm taking the field. Okay? I, I think there's other receivers that are going to outproduce Justin Jefferson this year that are sophomore receivers. So I'm just going to go through a list here. Obviously CD lamb, the probably everybody's number one breakout candidate. He's looked good in camp situation there in a, in a high flying offense. Okay, so we got CD, we got Brandon Ayuk, we got Chase Claypool, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, Michael Pittman, who is everybody's kind of sleeper pick. There's other sophomore guys that I really like, especially at ADP. And if I have to pick Justin Jefferson or the field, who's going to do better? I'm going to take the field. Okay, so CD Lamb is getting in there at the 4.6 range, so he's still a two round differential. Okay, so I'll, I'll first of all, I'll list off guys that are going around Justin Jefferson's current draft price. So Justin Jefferson's at that 2.8, like I mentioned. There's guys that are like DK Metcalf, Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards Alaire, um, Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, uh, AJ Brown, George Kittle, um, McLaurin. Those are all guys that are kind of going in and around the Justin Jefferson area. Not too many of those guys I'm going to be passing on for Justin Jefferson. Like, I, I would rather be taking the Clyde Erdsler, and obviously everybody knows where I stand there. Uh, George Kittle, tight end, you get the dominant one position. Okay, A.J. Brown, I like A.J. Brown more than I like Justin Jefferson. Calvin Ridley, definitely I like more. Hopkins, I like more. McLaurin, I'm also high on, but I get him at a cheaper price. Like, uh, McLaurin's going in that middle third, kind of fourth round, where Justin Jefferson is that second round. So you get that round differential so personally 
If I look at these young receivers, these sophomore guys, C.D. Lamb, 4.6, Ayuk, 7.9, Claypool, 8.9, Hagans, 9.0, Judy, 11.3, Ruggs, 13.5, and Pittman, 13.8. Like, those are all, like, not that I'm going to sit here and say Pittman's going to outproduce Jefferson, but he was a prime candidate, and he's almost undrafted now. And to go from a guy that's undrafted sophomore that had a potential breakout with Wentz, like a Jerry Judy. There's guys that are looking at a Jerry Judy breakout in the 11th round. C.D. Lamb. I would rather take C.D. Lamb at 4.6 than Jefferson at 2.8. Brandon Ayuk, I love. If I can get in the 7th, 8th round, 7.9 right now, the tail end of 7th. If I go three, three running back heavy off the start, and then I can leave my draft with, let's say, Tyler Locke in the 6th and Brandon Ayuk in the 7th, I'm going to be pretty happy with that. Like so, so I think there's other guys that I like more than Jefferson. His draft price is quite high. Obviously had the breakout rookie season. So I think he is elite. It's just, that's not who the Vikings are. And the Vikings need to air the ball out to be able to reproduce those numbers. Like, I don't know. You're a Viking guy. What do you figure about that? You know, um, Thielen and Diggs together as a tandem, though, were always a good fantasy option to have. Um, either one of those guys could put up points for you. They were never... They were always kind of more wide receiver two, though, than wide receiver one. Um, depending on the season, though, one could reach that wide receiver one yeah. level. So I would say, yes, Jefferson is bloated a little bit there in his value. Um, I would, yeah, I wouldn't take him at his ADP. I agree with that. But I would, I would definitely take him if he falls down to where – um, Thielen is getting drafted where Ayuk's getting drafted, um, where, um, where Lamb's getting drafted. Like I would, I would draft him there. I yeah, think like here, uh, like, so right now he is currently the wide receiver seven, which puts him just behind Ridley at wide receiver six, AJ yeah. Brown, wide receiver eight, um, Keenan Allen, wide receiver nine uh and, and Keenan Allen you can get in like the third fourth sometimes fifth round like his his yeah. ADP is all over <laughs> yeah he's he's kind of right around the pick 30 so you're kind of in the tail end like right around that third round ish you know and in some yeah. rounds it's hit and miss like some guys are just not involved in that but then you got Terry McLaurin Mike Evans CD Lamb Allen Robinson like I I just don't and maybe that's just I just don't trust Kirk Cousins and the fact that he's gonna be all like Adam Thielen's not going away Adam Thielen is old and he is eventually gonna hit that cliff and he is gonna dip but um I just I, I he's not gonna go away and that's not who the Vikings are and that was an anomaly year in my and what I think and obviously you like I've watched the Vikings enough as an NFC North guy obviously you have enough as a Vikings fan yeah. but at the end of the day the Vikings don't want to have to rely on Kirk Cousins no, he's not going to win them games. Like he, he's not a QB I want, but I kind of want his receivers, you know, um, again, but not at, not at high, as high as what Jefferson is. That's what I do. If you're in a keeper league or if you're in a dynasty league and you got your hands on Jefferson, you got him cheap. Like you just found a absolute gem, like, you know, like a diamond in the rough. Cause you yeah. got him probably undrafted or you tail end, you know, but yeah. in like a redraft league, Entering in that middle second, like that's pricey. And then you're you're banking on a repeat or better, right? It's like, and yeah. you've already seen guys that can do it. So maybe people disagree. I know there's a lot of people that love Jefferson out there, but I just don't think that's what the Vikings are. And that ADP is, is pricey. It's risk. Like it's, 
2.8, like I said, I'm I'm taking Metcalf. I'm taking Najee. I'm taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm taking Hopkins. I'm taking Ridley. You know, so I, I don't know if I'm going to say I'm, I'm not drafting Jefferson. It's just it's too pricey for me to do it. You know, and yeah, I, uh, I agree. Like that, that price is too high, but I would still draft him probably a little bit higher than you. I think just, yeah. I, I think they can do it like Diggs and, and Thielen every year. We're putting up thousand yard season together or close to, right. So it's not like he's going to be a bum. I think he can still put up good numbers, even if they're running the ball a lot, but it's not going to come as easy as last year. Yeah, that's that's what makes it hot, I guess. I'm off off the beaten path on this one. Not not to yeah. say I'm anti Justin Jefferson by any means, but he is pricey, and that's where you got to call he your is, shots, yeah. right? Like, like once again, those first couple rounds, risk risk reward factors. I I yeah. don't know. That's uh, just not not me, I guess. This year, I, I could also be absolutely eating it when he turns into wide receiver one this season. And everybody's like, remember when you said don't draft him? Like, well, that's not my bad, but that's what makes it hot, I guess. So, you know, I, I hope you are right though. And that the Vikings are running a ton and their defense is dominating because that bodes pretty well for us, but yeah. Dalvin cook one Oh three, baby. <laughs> All the boys are pumped up on that one. Couldn't yeah. believe we we're in the group chat or like, there's no way he falls to one Oh three. Like I thought the only th- way I thought that could happen is with Henry went one Oh two, but which like, I just didn't think was going to happen. Then he took, um, then he took JT at one Oh two. I was like, Oh baby, let's go. You <laughs> and Armin right in the middle of the golf course celebrating. He was a tea time behind us. We're high-fiving each other and hooting and hollering. People probably thought we got a hole in one or something, but no, we just got <laughs> Calvin Cook at one Oh three. Oh man. Uh, anything else to add here, Armin, for this episode? You know, I'm excited for this season to start here and us going once a week. It'll be be flying through and time will fly, but uh, we're going to enjoy it a lot. And I can't wait to give analysis during the season instead of all this theoretical and leading up to and trying to find content. Now the content's going to come to us finally. So Exactly. And see some of these hot takes kind of unfold and see kind of where we're at with some of them. And yeah. like these next couple episodes, like Armin said, we're going to be going to once a week right away here. Our next couple episodes are our breakout guys and guys that we'd be targeting in drafts. And so we'll start prepping you guys for the drafts coming up and guys that like, we're talking about ADP lots these last couple episodes. So find some guys that in those average draft positions uh, that you might be able to find some sneaky plays, like guys that we really like later in draft or guys that, uh, that we're all in. And then we have our episodes where we're, we're going to be telling you guys that uh, we're like, there are guys we're cheering for the guys that we're putting our, our certified flags on and saying, these are our guys. Like this is Armin Schellenberg's guys of the year. These are the guys he's not leaving a draft without, you know? So we'll have that episode coming up as well. And then by, by a couple of weeks, the, the season's starting and we're, we're ready to go. So we're, we're obviously quite excited for that. So yeah, uh, that'll, uh, I think that'll do it obviously for episode 14 here. Uh, once again, same as usual, if you uh, like share, uh, our socials uh, if you like and share subscribe on the podcast uh, podcast apps apple uh, google uh, spotify etc and then also on youtube as well um, and just a friendly reminder to our our uh, listener league here we'll be taking things in till this friday and then we'll make the big announcement either on friday or saturday once we've kind of got everybody in uh, who's in draft positions all that kind of stuff but we're going to do a little fun fun way to get to draft positions for that as well too so all those announcements will be coming up right away uh, and we're really really excited for that so uh, don't hesitate put your name in it'll be a lot of fun let's yeah. go guys and nice nice and cheap and get that signed calvin ridley jersey well uh yeah. 
it's uh, it's a nice little grand prize for the winner this year. So uh, that'll do it. Thanks again for listening, guys. Take care, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.